Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to ask a pharmacist about getting naloxone for their first aid kits at home or work. No prescription is needed. Naloxone can rapidly reverse an opioid overdose and restore breathing. Opioidresponse.info. You're listening to Nothing Funny About Money. I'm Matt Gorin, and I'm here with wealth psychology expert Kathleen Burns-Kingsbury. Hello, everyone. Last episode, Matt and I talked about weddings. Now that you've planned your dream wedding, let's be honest, you're much more excited about the honeymoon. So that's why we're here on location in Cancun, Mexico. This episode is all about honeymoons. You know what, Matt? I imagine this place a little bit more romantic. I am truly surprised by the amount of garbage. This resort is literally next to a landfill. Here we go again. We're a non-profit. This is what was in our budget. Look, I'm going back to Vermont. I'll call you from the studio. Hey, Kathleen. Kathleen! Her loss, more champagne for me. Tiny That was Don Ho with Tiny Bubbles, the very famous ode to champagne. I've returned to the WUGA studios in Athens, Georgia, and Kathleen is back in Waitsfield, Vermont, neither place particularly known as dream honeymoon destinations. Hey, Matt, did you know that I saw Don Ho live? Speaking of being older, we're joined by Chris Shoup. Oh, wait a minute now. Long-time listeners of the show may know that Kathleen is the go-to person for talking about money in relationships, and perhaps, not surprisingly, you and your husband are in a relationship. Yes, I would like to think of marriage after 21 years as a relationship, Matt. So what did you do on your honeymoon? We actually went to Ireland. Boy, we had a lot of Guinness and toasted specials. What made Ireland your dream honeymoon? Well, I really thought I should go back and meet my people, because my maiden name is... Burns and my mother's maiden name is Moriarty. And then I discovered when I got there that Burns, the way it's spelled in my family, is Scottish. (laughs) So you went to the wrong country. I did, just like that Amex commercial. I went to the wrong country. (laughs) So how should other people figure out what their dream honeymoon is? Well, you know, I really do think that couples should come up with their own definition of a dream honeymoon. And so usually that starts with what you love to do and then propose a budget for that trip. Do you have some example dream honeymoons, like for someone who's got a certain set of values where they should go? Well, I think if you really like tigers and elephants, you might want to consider South Africa which I'm about to uh, take a trip there, so I'll let you know how that goes. But if you enjoy volunteering, I know that there have been couples who have gone to Japan to teach English to Japanese students as part of their honeymoon. And something a little bit more up my uh, value system is the love of food and wine, so I'd recommend Italy. How does money figure into all that? How do you budget for some of these things? Well, I think what's really hard is honeymoons are so emotional, And that you have to look at what your budget is, but then balance that out with what you want to do. So really thinking about how much money you want to spend and where will that bring you where you can enjoy whatever the location is together. So what if you want to go to Belize, but I can only afford Boston? 
Well, I think as long as you can share an experience that you're going to both enjoy. And if Boston is the only thing in your budget, don't knock it. Those are where my peeps are from. I lived in Boston for a long time, and there are a lot of people that dream of going there, Chris. Well, whatever your dream is, someone is happy to take your money to get you there. No big surprise, honeymooning is big business, a $12 billion a year business in the U.S. Did you know that that is about the same revenue as the entire National Football League? Wow. Mm. It's really easy to get caught up in the excitement of getting married and kind of lose sight of the fact that honeymoons are just really trips that cost money. Every year, 1.4 million couples go on honeymoons. And the average cost of a honeymoon is about 4466 About, that's a pretty exact number. That's three times the average cost of, an, of a vacation. And if you're a luxury honeymooner, wow, you will spend on average $9,954. An average honeymoon is $4,400. That's the average. And then we're talking about, I don't even know what luxury honeymooning is. Like that $9,000. For real? So think celebrity, Chris. Think Keith Urban, Nicole Kidman, Bora Bora. It's only $10,000 a night. And fans of the royal family know that William and Kate spent their honeymoon in the Seychelles, which was over a $110,000 cost. Good grief. Well, they are royal, Chris. Like any big business, the honeymoon business is constantly pivoting and iterating to keep up with changing styles. And that sexy saxophone sound means it's time for our newest segment, Honeymoon Business Trends with Chris Shoup. That's right, folks. I'm Chris Shoup, and I'm here with the latest trends in honeymoons. First up, jumping right into a honeymoon a bit too gauche. How about wetting your appetite with a mini-moon? Couples first go on a short honeymoon and then follow it up with the real full honeymoon. Does this make any sense to you, Kathleen? No, I really feel like that's just two trips. Like you take a honeymoon and then you plan for a trip later in your marriage. The honeymoon can be really exhausting. So I have a short exhausting trip followed up by an even more exhausting trip. <laughs> I think it's a great way to, to keep the marriage alive. Go on a honeymoon every year. Why just stop at two? Why not just always be on vacation? Next, consider the case of the couple that just well has really had enough of each other. Want some time alone? Try a uni-moon, a honeymoon alone without your spouse. I don't get this one at all. <laughs> this, is, this is, to me, completely ridiculous. I can't believe this is a real thing, too. It does feel like we're being punked by uh, this, the people who wrote this list. I can almost understand... After your wedding, you've spent so much time with this person, you spend so much time with so many other people that you want some time alone. I've been married a long time, and I love my husband very much, but if I wanted to not spend time with him after the wedding, I would think, hmm, maybe not the right guy. <laughs> You're just too extroverted. You don't understand. I'm just trying to imagine some situation where you want to dedicate your life to this person, but one of you goes to China and one of you goes to Switzerland. You're like on opposite sides of the globe. 
But who pays for it? Do we both pay for it? Do we split it? Do we do it according to what our salaries are and we each give a percentage? <laughs> I think it all boils down to what the prenup says. And the kind of couple who'd go on a unimoon, I think, also is the one signing the prenup. The ironclad prenup. Thinking of starting a family? Realizing that once your child is born, your life as a carefree adult is functionally over. Take a last hurrah with a baby moon. This is actually something I learned about, and it's not a new idea. I did some research a little while back and found that Americans take two million baby moons each year. That's 60% of parents who are expecting. I think it's another way of just fitting in a trip, Matt. Yeah, I don't know why you would even call this a baby moon. It's just a vacation before you have kids. But now it's lumped in with the honeymoon industry, and you're supposed to spend even more than you would have otherwise. And, you know, I actually think it would be really maybe fun for the guy, but not necessarily the person carrying the baby. It's another gendered inequality right there. (laughs) There are some famous baby mooners out there, though. Kim Kardashian and my buddy Kanye West. Where did they go? They went to Paris. How romantic. And there you have it, folks. I'm Chris Shoup, and this has been Honeymoon Business Trends. You know, that was silly, but those are all real. And we got that information from ExoticVoyages.com. We did skip a few, though. My favorite is Moon Moons. Take a trip every new moon. It's a little pricey, but a new moon only happens once a month. Do you want to just let that moment pass you by? Okay, it's time to take a break. Stick around. Next up, we'll talk about how to actually pay for the honeymoon. But before we go, quiz time. How long is the average honeymoon? Think about it. Mull it over. Make bets with your friends. We'll get you that answer after the break. You're listening to Nothing Funny About Money on WUGA. 91.7 and 94.5 FM. I'm Matt Gorin. And I'm Michael Thomas. Reach out. We'd love to answer your questions and help you achieve your goals. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And connect with us online at nothingfunnyaboutmoney.org. Support for Nothing Funny About Money comes from Elwood and Getz Financial Planning and Investments. As fee-only financial planners, they are fiduciaries to their clients, that's E-L-W-O-O-D-G-O-E-T-Z dot com. I am so glad to be off that bus. I know, but now we can finally start our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Just you and me and... Mm-hmm. Let me just get that. You know who it is. I told you this was a mistake. They said they'd respect our boundaries. Oh, hey, son. Sorry to bother you. We're out of ice. Oh, hi, Sonia. Hi, Kevin. Wonderful venue you had at the wedding. So majestic. Dad, we haven't even sat down yet. I don't know about any ice. Okay, okay, right. Let me check with the front desk. Okay, see you, Dad. See you, son. Oh, bye, Sonia. That's it. He's gone. Now it's just us. Yes, I just wish we could have paid for this ourselves. Well, after we spent so much on the... Oh, God. Jeremy, are you in there? Mom, hi. Did your father come by? We're out of ice. Yes, Mom. And he already went to the front desk. He didn't say he was going to the front desk. We need ice. I know, Mom. Hi, Sonia. Are you enjoying your honeymoon? It's very nice. Oh, and that castle Jeremy picked for the wedding. 
Mom. Okay, well, if your dad comes back, tell him I'm in the room and I need ice. Okay, Mom. Okay. See you. Okay, I'll be in the room. We know, Mom. See you later. Okay, have fun, you two. I'm just so proud of you both. Okay, that's that. And... Mom! I'm not your mom. Uncle Steve! boy, Sonia, you looked so lovely at the wedding. Thanks, Steve. And I must say, the whole fairy tale ceremony thing at the castle, that was beautiful. Yes? Beautiful idea, Jeremy. Okay, thank you, Steve. What do you need? Jeremy, your shower. What's the situation there? Oz just doesn't have good water pressure, you know? Steve, I have no idea. Okay, well, let me check, and don't mind me, you two lovebirds. Stevie, are you checking the water pressure? I'm checking it now. Oh, hello, Jeremy. So happy for you. Sonia. Oh, you are so lovely. Thanks, Evelyn. On Evelyn, Uncle Steve. Just checking the water pressure, in and out. This honeymoon suite is so much bigger than our room. Guys, please, we're just trying... Evie, their shower has two shower heads. Two shower heads? Yeah, two shower heads. What does anyone need two shower heads for? Guys, please, we haven't even sat down. Jeremy, they're going to deliver the ice. What ice? Oh, our room was out of ice. Out of ice? This is an all-included resort. How can an all-included resort not include the ice? I think the ice is included. Well, it wasn't in the room. There wasn't ice in the room. Kevin, sweetie, did you get the ice? They're delivering it. Guys, please, can Sonia and I just get a second to sit down? Oh, yes, sweetie, we were just leaving. Hey, everyone, look at this. They're handing out parrots. Cody, oh, my God, why do you have a parrot? They're handing them out. This hotel is everything. It doesn't have ice. Our room didn't have ice. They're delivering it. Everyone, please, out. Whoa, you're scaring the parrot. Oh, no, it's in my hair. Rudy, get the parrot out of my hair. Oh, jeez, I hate boys. Good heavens. Oh, boy. Oh, my God, what the... the uh, ah. What? Ah. Oh, my God. Guys, just take the parrot and go. Okay, bye, you Okay, two. bye, guys. Okay, see ya. Okay, 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 goodbye. We're seeing you at dinner. Yes. Oh, my God. Love you. I love you too, Mom. Finally. At my next wedding, no castles. We're back. I'm Matt Gorin, and I'm here with Kathleen Burns-Kingsbury and Chris Shoup. Before the break, we asked you how long the average honeymoon lasts. So I don't know what you guessed out there, but it is eight days. So think Saturday you leave, Sunday you return. Eight days. That seems really long to me. I don't think that seems long enough. What would your optimal honeymoon length be? I like the two-week vacation. So uh, ten days, uh, not including weekends. So you're out of the office for ten days after you get married. Seems like a reasonable amount of time. You have a much more thrilling life than I do, I guess. I'm very business-like. Three days, in and out. Wow. (laughs) Well, with the average honeymoon lasting that long, it's no surprise that they're so expensive. How can we have a dream honeymoon without breaking our budgets? Well, like most things, I guess we have to think about cutting costs. So how can we do that? Do you have some suggestions, Kathleen? People do this thing called a destination wedding, which in theory is merging the wedding and the honeymoon together. I've seen it done where it's cut costs, and I've seen it done where costs have gone crazy. 
you just went on a destination wedding as a guest. Is that right? Well, you're not going to believe this, but I did go on a destination wedding as a guest, but the wedding didn't happen. Oh, oh no. How did, how's that possible? It was called off. So I was able to return my maid of honor dress, my really cool shoes, which I was super excited about. And uh, then my husband and I went alone on somebody else's destination wedding. Which kind of honeymoon is that? A no moon? There you go. <laughs> we actually had a, uh, a yard sale right after our wedding where all the people involved just put all of their clothing from the wedding onto a huge table and then we sold everything, and two weeks later we went on a honeymoon. Wow. So like the, the tuxedos I, and dresses and I, stuff? That's right. I'm totally joking, but actually that, that might <laughs> actually, actually work. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah. You could even maybe sell the flowers. You know, you could just yeah. have all of it outside, spend a, you know, like a, a weekend, and then go on the honeymoon. Yeah, almost like an auction, I would imagine, too, if yeah. you have your family and friends there, right. and somebody wants that centerpiece because sure. they think it's so romantic to have that. Start the bidding, yeah. pay for the honeymoon. I will say this uh, in all seriousness. One way is to have someone in your family who was a frequent flyer. My grandfather donated his flyer points to our honeymoon, and so we flew basically with no cost because he had all these points built up. Yeah, I think that's a great idea because for you, of course, you just saved all that money, and for your granddad... What real cost was that to right. him, right? It kind of almost feels free. Yeah. I like the idea of going off-season, like going to your dream location, but instead of going at the height of the season, going at a different time. Like, for instance, going to Costa Rica in May, which is the beginning of rainy season, as opposed to going in December, where it's the height of tourist season. I also like the idea of potentially just driving instead of flying, like thinking about, wow, we live in this great place and there's a lot of places we haven't been. Is there something within five or six hours and we can drive? And that often saves probably about $1,000, if not more, depending on where you're going. For my honeymoon, we did fly to California, but we wanted to see a lot of things while we were there. So we rented a car and believe it or not, we went from L.A. to San Diego in a little Geo Metro, and then across the border to Tijuana, and then we drove back up the Pacific Coast Highway and then out to Las Vegas through the desert. And this is not a joke. We actually really did that. Of course, uh, we were much younger then and thought this was a great idea, which it did turn out to be really cool. That sounds like an awesome idea. Yeah, that's probably the best honeymoon that's ever happened. It was really fun. Yeah, so eat that, Kanye. <laughs> I think for folks listening in North Georgia... The most popular wedding season is October and September. It is beautiful here that time of year. Get in your car, drive up to the Smoky Mountains or the Appalachian Mountains. That is some of the most gorgeous land in the entire world. What a great honeymoon that could be. I actually think the best tip I've ever heard is to not tell anybody that you're going on the honeymoon. That when you're talking to the airlines or you're talking to the hotel or setting up some sort of tour that you don't really disclose that this is your honeymoon because often that jacks up the price. And while that is generally true, I will introduce a caveat to that, which is if you do your research and find out that some places have honeymoon specials, then say it's your honeymoon even if it isn't your honeymoon. Oh, the birthday cake not on your birthday thing. These tips that we didn't make up are from thenot.com. 
So check out that. Find ways to save money on your honeymoon without sacrificing much of anything. Let's say we have cut our costs as low as we can go. Maybe the honeymoon still costs thousands of dollars. So where's that money coming from? Well, Matt, we've talked about this before. It's it's called saving, saving money. Complicated idea, I know. Let's say you want a five thousand dollar honeymoon, but you have nothing now. If you drop one hundred dollars a month into a savings account honeymoon fund, you'll have what you need in four years. And while that's not ideal, it's a really doable goal for most people. It's doable, but、uh, I don't know how many people are going to wait. I actually do know someone who waited—not four years, but ten years. I'm speaking about Megan Ford, the director of the Aspire Clinic. Let's get her take on saving up for a honeymoon. We were young when we got married, so you know, not a lot of expendable cash flow. So it's been ten years now.、Yeah. Some of this stuff has changed. The financial situation's more figured out. Yeah, yeah. So where are you going? Mexico, actually. We decided on an all-inclusive, and we're gonna lie around for a few days. <laughs> yeah, just kind of live the life, or at least try to. Right. You have to do your homework, which I did a lot of. I did a lot of research. You've had a decade. <laughs> I did kind of. <laughs> yeah, we've had a decade to figure it out. In that ten years, you also had time to save. Was that a very active thing that you guys were doing? So it wasn't necessarily a goal for a honeymoon specifically, but、um, we really wanted to create a place where we could save for travel and vacations, and not have that affect what we're doing month to month, day to day. We wanted that not to impact our. Monthly cash flow, so we set aside a separate account where we save for travel and vacations, and then we enjoy it. I find so much more because we don't have to worry about how it's impacting what's going on when we get back. I think that's like half the stress of vacations. Sometimes is people、yeah. worry, like, "Oh man, well, I'm going to go into debt thinking about if I eat out at this really nice restaurant or if I do this excursion or this activity." I'm really gonna sort of bury myself. So the vacation fund has really helped us in in that regard. Yeah, there's the real financial implications of things like going into debt. There's also、right. just the guilt of it. Yeah, yeah, the emotional part of it. Yeah, and then it's hard to enjoy your vacation. <laughs> oh when yeah, it like, gnaws at you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really gnaws at you. But truthfully, we are paying for, I would say, eighty five percent of. The honeymoon, the delayed honeymoon, with、um, air miles and credit、wow. card. So we have saved over that ten years and just built up all kinds of points on our credit cards and more cash on them in. Wow, that <laughs> so, is great. Yeah, so that's another way that people can get creative. You know, in the long term, it takes time to build up those points, but you know, it, it feels good to be spending that on an, a special experience that we're going to remember and enjoy. I'm imagining somebody who has just gotten married,、mm-hmm. and they may not be in a position where they can go on the honeymoon right now. Sure,、and、that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Do you have advice for those people who were in your shoes、mm-hmm. when you were ten、yeah. years younger? Yeah. <laughs> Talking to my younger self,、yeah. what would I say? It's not bad to delay the experience. I think there's just this. I don't know. Maybe we get caught up in the societal expectation of you know that's that's a logical piece of the entire marrying or marriage experience. The wedding, the honeymoon, they go hand in hand. But 
go against the grain if it works for you. If it's not a, a high priority at the moment or there's really something that you want to do that will take some time to build some funding towards, find creative ways to help fund that if it's really a priority for you. But otherwise, maybe it's okay to wait and celebrate later on and, and make it more special because you won't be stressed about it. Right. And speaking of managing stress <laughs> and managing those societal expectations, mm-hmm. Megan is the board director of mm-hmm. the Financial Therapy Association. No longer. <sighs> no Megan. longer. Megan, yeah. you need to update your LinkedIn bio. <laughs> okay. Well, there went that transition. Right. Yep. Sorry. And if you're in Athens, come visit Megan at the Aspire Clinic on the UGA campus. That's at aspireclinic.org. If you're around the world, Megan used to be the president of the Financial Therapy Association. Find someone who's still a member. Help resolve (laughs) some of that stress around honeymoon planning. Megan, thanks so much for being on the show. That was so inspirational. But I still feel like most people are not going to wait that long. Okay, so what are other options? I hate to even say it, but credit card debt, I'm sure that's a popular strategy. Why do you hate to say that? Because I feel like as someone in the financial services industry, that's bad debt. But maybe you'll pay that credit card off at the end of the month. Sure. The $9,000 luxury honeymoon. Just knock that out next month. I think that if you are going to put all that onto a like 22% interest credit card, that can be a huge problem. But what about these credit cards that have the 0% interest for the next 15 months? What do you think about that? That actually isn't a bad strategy as long as you make sure you pay it off in 15 months because that's what they're looking for, right, Matt, to catch you. I agree that that is a good strategy if you are diligent and paid off. And the reason that Kathleen said it's a bad strategy is because many of those cards, if you don't pay everything off after 15 months, will then retroactively charge you all the interest that they weren't charging you before. So immediately the bill can jump up by quite a bit. But if you don't like the idea of debt, What about crowdfunding, Matt? I just wonder what Emily Post would say about this concept of asking people to contribute and donate for your wedding. Who is Emily Post? Oh, Matt. Emily Post is the queen of (laughs) etiquette. 90 years plus wedding etiquette advice. Who pays for what, what is acceptable, and what is gauche. For folks who don't really care what Emily Post has to say, I think that crowdfunding can be a viable strategy And one way that you can do crowdfunding without feeling rude, perhaps, is to say, instead of giving me a gift, give me some money towards my honeymoon. I have a little trouble with this. Mm. Is it just because I'm old, as we referenced earlier? I have no idea. I think for some people who are really into tech, crowdfunding seems fun. I'm totally fine with just the idea of crowdfunding, though. Show up with a check in an envelope and put it on the table. With all the gifts. Old-fashioned crowdfunding. Yeah, old-fashioned crowdfunding. You know, I talk a lot about mindsets, and you just shifted my mindset because it is the same thing as showing up with that check, but I feel like it's so different. Here's another newfangled tech idea. How about trying to have your honeymoon sponsored and you catalog everything on Instagram? Ooh, like an influencer. Do you think that's a real thing? I don't know. (laughs) I need more people to follow me on Instagram, and maybe my husband and I will take a moon moon and get get a little bit of support. I just looked this up, and in fact, there are 
people who get paid to go on their honeymoons by repping brands and repping resorts. So if you are yourself an Instagram influencer, check that out. <laughs> However, you end up paying for your dream honeymoon, try to have a good time. Hopefully, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. If you're having trouble being patient enough to save up for that dream honeymoon, reach out. Visit nothingfunnyaboutmoney.org and send us a message. Want help talking about money before the wedding or the honeymoon? You can visit breakingmoneysilence.com. Remember, don't stay quiet. Break money silence. And if you help out an organization, we love to speak to an audience. We've given talks literally coast to coast and want to hear from you too. Is that it? I think so. Thanks again, as always, to our executive producer, Chris Shoup, our associate producer, Gene Davis, our audio engineers, Garrett Burke and Roger Staus, and Michael Carden for operations assistance. Thanks also to Megan Ford from the Aspire Clinic. And thank you for listening. Until next time, peace. You've been listening to Nothing Funny About Money. This show is recorded in the studios of WUGA Athens on the University of Georgia campus. I'm Matt Gorin. And I'm Michael Thomas. Reach out. We'd love to answer your questions and help you achieve your goals. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And connect with us online at nothingfunnyaboutmoney.org.